Welcome to episode 84 of the Bone Hawk Sports Show. I am DJ Benny the Bull and joined by the esteemed co-host in CJ Hawk. What's up? And we will be diving straight into a lot of soccer talk as we have <clears throat> the Premier League our favorite teams and Arsenal as well as Mad City coming up later and the Fire FC Red Stars and we will likely cap it up with that as this season is winding down on the regular still in the hunt for a playoff spot so it looks looks the future looks bright on that so that won't be the last overall game we have but i know that it's going to be a last game for a certain other chicago team and that is the fire fc so we'll get into that as well but first we have arsenal which happened recently yes on monday afternoon arsenal took on crystal palace at home at emirates stadium North, it was a London derby, and between the Northern London Arsenal and Southern London Crystal Palace. Yes, indeed. This went on <clears throat> full on uh, amazing showing for each. Um, it was competitive. We have quite a few things to go over, but first we have. Oops. The lineups starting 11 for each. And how they got there. <laughs> yes, so starting 11s for both sides. And also, interesting fact this was the manager for Crystal Palace's first time going to play with Crystal Palace against Arsenal, which was his old club. Yeah. His player. <clears throat> so, we begin with. I guess I'll do Palace. You want to do Arsenal? Yes. Okay. Off we go. So for starting the road team, Crystal Palace in a 4-2-3-1 formation. And goal from Spain, Vincent Guita. Defenders from England, Joel Ward. From England, Tyrek Mitchell. From England, Mark Gill. From Denmark, former Fulham defender, Joachim Anderson. Midfielders from Serbia, Luka Mivojevic. From Ghana, Jordan Anu. From Scotland, James McArthur. From France, Odone Edouard. From England, Connor Gallagher. And finally, Gallagher. from Belgium, Christian Benteke. There was no um, Zaha in this game due to injury. He would have played if he was healthy. Shaka? No, uh, Zaha. Zaha. Let's say fifteen. All right, so. For Arsenal, we begin at goal from England, Aaron Ramsdale. Our defenders from Scotland, Kier, Kiernan, Kieran <laughs> Tierney. From England, Benjamin White. From Brazil, Gabriel Makalis. From Japan, Takahiro Tamayasu. <clears throat> On to midfielders. From Ghana, Thomas Party. Love to party with him. 
<laughs> from England, Bakaya Saka from Norway, Martin Degard from England, Emily Smith Rowe, and from Ireland, Colt via Colt de Eor, Nicholas Pepe. Uh, that's actually Ivory Coast, by the way. <clears throat> yep. I, yeah, it translates to Ivory Coast. And finally, finally, yes, our forward from Gabon, Pierre Emmerich, Abamayang. Yes, those were the starting sides. And Arsenal, as we know, have played like crap the first few games, but they played a lot better lately. And on paper, this was a close battle between two sides. This was on Peacock, by the way. So, uh, no, I, I think it was on NBCS then. Oh, I guess it was, but oh well. Both. <laughs> it was on both. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I think it was on both. Yeah. So the pressure is on. Yes. Uh, so the first goal happened immediately, eighth minute. Pierre Emerick Abiyan, of course, the best player, best scorer on this club, had a good goal with just past Guita after Nicolas Pepe's shot was defended well by Guita. It was able to be punched in by Pierre to give the Gunners a 1 0 lead. Punched in, not a handball, though, right? Nope. <laughs> not a handball. Punched in with their feet. Yeah, that's very fun. Um, and as expected, you would have someone like him uh, start off hot with for our very own um, as we were at home. Emirates Stadium, big one. And then next was... In the 50th minute, uh, Crystal Palace. Yes. Uh, this one was impressive by Christian Bateke. He is one of the best scorers on Palace. He was able to be take this one home, assisted by Jordan Anu. And it was just how, after halftime, a good play by Jordan Anu gone past Thomas Party, given to Bateke. To tied up at one. And in after some substitutions by both sides, including the game hero later on, Alexander Lacazette, we moved to the seventy third minute when Adon Edouard had an excellent opportunity assisted by Michael Olsi to make it two to one palace. And since it was this late, seventy third, you could have said the game's over, couldn't turn the TV off, maybe. Especially Arsenal, you could turn the TV off, probably, you'd think. <laughs> but in the 90th minute, DJ Benning Bolt can take it from here. Arsenal did something unbelievable. <clears throat> Indeed. Just an amazing uh, way to kind of close it off. Um, right after Edouard had his moment, we had our moment to equalize this as we 
not necessarily known to do, but we give ourselves a fighting chance with 90 plus 5 to 95th in, in stoppage time. Alexandra and Lacazette hits the goal, secures us. We didn't look horrible. We didn't have to lose with a now 2-2. Two, two, uh, what was to be the final. So we're able to uh, get this one up. And how it happened is with the right-footed shot on the left side, six-yard box specifically. Um, it was after a corner, so your assist by uh, fellow teammates. And it took more than, more than uh, just uh, one person to get that. Um, and it was successful in... In a draw, this ended in a draw. Yep. So, very good game. Um, had the Budweiser king of the match, as they they call their esteemed uh, player of the match, goes to Pierre Emmerich, Abamayang. Yeah, so good match. 2 to draw, like the available mission. Now both sides take on in their upcoming games. Arsenal on Friday, October 22nd, takes on Aston Villa at home. And then Crystal Palace, October 23rd, takes on Newcastle at home at 9 a.m. local central time. And the Aston Villa one is at 2 p.m. local time for Arsenal. Right. And that is all for wraps up. Uh, Premier League for the Arsenal and we will continue shortly with more Thank you for joining us for some more Premier League coverage here on the Bull and Hawks Sports Show covering Manchester City and DJ Benny the Bulls, beloved Arsenal. First, I'm going to cover Manchester City's match versus Burnley from Saturday over the weekend. And then DJ Benny the Bull will join myself later and we will cover Arsenal's match against Crystal Palace from Monday. So now let's break down Manchester City's win over Burnley. First for the starting lemons for both sides. We'll start with the visitors. So Burnley in the starting lineup in goal from England, Nick Pope. Defenders from England, Matthew Lawton. From England, the captain, James Tarasky. From Ireland, Nathan Collins. From Netherlands, Eric Peters. Midfielders from England, Jack Cork. From England, Josh Brownell. From England, Dwight McNeil. And from England, Ashley Westwood. Then forwards, from New Zealand, Chris Wood, and finally, back in lineup after missing a few games due to injury, from Ivory Coast, Maxwell Cornet. That is the lineup for Burnley. Now for Manchester City, starting lineup and goal. Not Ederson this time. He had to miss this match due to the international 
um, being with the international team for Brazil. They played a little late and didn't have enough time to practice and be prepared for the match. So smartly and makes sense to me, Jack Stefan from the United States made his first start of the season, relieving Ederson. And overall, he did a fine job. He didn't have that many opportunities for defensive plays. Manchester City did an excellent job of keeping Burnley off point, and they didn't have very many opportunities on net. Only two shots on target that Jack Stefan even had to make a play on. So now for defenders, making his first start of the season for us, John Stones from England. From the Netherlands, making his third start, Nathan Ake from Spain, Emmerich Laporte, and from Portugal, Joao Cancelo. Nice to see John Stones back. I'm a big John Stones fan, and I'm glad to see him getting an opportunity to play again. Then midfielders from Spain, Rodri from Belgium, Kevin De Bruyne from Portugal, Bernardo Silva, and forwards making his first start in a long time. Hopefully he can get back on track after poor performances as of late when given that opportunity. Raheem, Fasten Sense, Sterling. Then from Algeria, Riyad Mahrez, and finally from England, Phil Foden. So for how it broke down for this match, Burnley came in, of course, heavy underdogs. As long as Manchester City played a good pace, we're able to keep Burnley off track, dominate possession, take advantage of the opportunities. They should win this match. And they did take care of business with a win over Burnley. And I'm glad they didn't underestimate Burnley, though they came in as the big favorites. We took advantage, and we also definitely didn't underestimate that Burnley might have scored or they could have pulled off upset, but we took it to them and did not allow a single goal in a shutout. So for our two goals that we scored, the first was in the 12th minute when after a good opportunity about midfield in the pitch, a little bit closer, Phil Foden shot it at Nick Pope, but it was defended very well by Nick Pope. He did a complete layout to his right side, blocked it out of the way, but the defense for Burnley was not close enough and Nick Pope had no opportunity to get back up or move to another side or another angle and Bernardo Silva easily knocked in the goal to make it 1-0 Manchester City. One of the reasons why that happened was Burnley's defense was playing very far off the ball, weren't pressing, and that gave Bernardo Silva a great opportunity and he took advantage of it. So 1-0 City after 12 minutes. There were some opportunities by Burnley early on in goals. They had one by Maxwell Cornet, but just missed. Could not happen when Josh Brownhill dragged a shot wide. And overall, that was probably Burnley's best shot and best chance by Maxwell Cornet. He had a one-on-one break at Jack Steffen, but he didn't shoot it early enough, in my opinion. He waited too long, and when he did try to shoot it, 
Stefan was able to deflect it out of the way, not allowing Burnley on the board. And at halftime, it was 1-0 City. Could we have scored more than one at halftime? Sure. But I'm glad we had a lead. Glad we had not allowed a single goal yet. Then at halftime, a substitution in the 56 when Ashley Barnes came in for Maxwell Cornet to try to increase the offensive firepower for Burnley. And move on to the 70th minute when Kevin De Bruyne had an excellent opportunity. So Kevin De Bruyne first shot and it was defended well by Burnley. Then he managed to move over to about the right middle close to the net and he was able to somehow without even looking in my opinion knock it in excellent shot by Kevin De Bruyne that's why he's one of the best in the world to make it 2-0 City some substitutions with Johan Gudmundsen replacing Jack Cork for Burnley Ruben Diaz coming in for Emma Laporte then a second minute, Jay Rodriguez came in for Chris Wood. In the 84th, Ferdinho came in for Kevin De Bruyne. And finally, in the 90th, Cole Palmer, getting his first minute of the season, came in for Bernardo, man of the match, Silva. So City won 2-0. Excellent win. Good job. by City. Our next match of the season will take place pretty soon. It will take place this weekend. And I am looking forward to this one. I think that City will be able to win their next match on Saturday, October 23rd at 11.30 Chicago time on the road against Brighton. So by the beach. I think we'll win this one. Brighton is not in the same stratosphere as us. Brighton, I want to give them credit. They are doing very well this season so far in the table. They're in fourth place right now with a good overall point total of 15. And they have not won in a while. Their last win was September 19th. Their last three matches have been draws against Crystal Palace. Arsenal, and Norwich City. That is their run of form. Their goal differential is a plus three. Eight goals scored, five allowed. With four wins, three draws, and one loss in eight matches played. Brighton has done well defensively this season. So that's something that they need to look at. But overall, I think... If we play similar to how we played against Burnley, we should be able to beat Brighton. Some of their players to look at are Adam Webster, Terry Richards, Aaron Connolly, Enoch Yumbu from Zambia, Andrew Morin, and more. But we should be able to take advantage and defeat them. Even though it's on the road, that should not play a factor. And stay tuned for DJ Benning the Bulls recap of Arsenal 
versus Crystal Palace. I'm excited to talk with him about that match and see what he has to say about how it went down and how Arsenal came to a draw with Crystal Palace. Stay tuned for more on the Bullock Sports Show very soon. We have completed our Premier League coverage for Arsenal in Manchester City. Now we're moving on to the midway portion of episode 84 to talk about the Chicago Red Stars' final home game of the year. Wow. Been a long season, but a really good one because finally fans could come back after last season due to COVID. No fans. Fans are back at home. Good to see that. And the Red Stars still have, as of today, on recording, they still have um, two oh. games left. Mm-hmm. So they're almost done, but they have two more matches that can help them maybe go a better playoff seed. Yeah. As we talk right now, they are the fourth seed, so they are still good. And as of today, I believe they would play at home. How does that work in the uh, um, NWSL playoffs? Is it like three versus six, four versus five, one, two, get break, or how does that work? So there'll be like a team that gets a bye. Yeah, one or two get a bye. Yeah, and then um, the four will play. Five. And eventually, yeah, they, they wind down to, to yeah, you know, last few. It's usually quick. Um, yeah. So they, you know, they get to face one another technically. Yep. Um, as much. And then, yeah, it boils down to that. Um, usually it's like later down the road, like we'll, we'll come back mm-hmm. home for at least one um, home playoff game. Yeah. Um, that's usually how it works. So we get, um, they, they definitely alternate with the team yep. just so, you know, it's it's more even and mm-hmm. fair. <clears throat> so, yeah. And I'm sure if you listener from last year, you'll know um, that this is the first full on uh, season that they've had you know, without breaks. Um, uh, much at all except for some um, scheduling changes which is for good reason um, no like week long stops because of yeah. uh, different causes uh, which is for a good thing but um, uh, you know doesn't mean that you know without controversies uh, oh yeah if, uh, that's that's a big reason um, they needed to change things and if you're interested in learning more about the scandals that have been going on in the NWSL, I'd recommend that you either go on to The Athletic and read Meg Lanahan's reporting. She did an excellent job of covering that story. And you can also listen to it on Full Time on The Athletic. She did a great job breaking down the scandal. Also, Attacking Third from CBS with Sandra Herrera Sports. and Lisa Roman recommend it for both of those two highly reliable source they both know far more than us they've been in there they've been to nwsl places so they know more than us yeah, so they would know the man i don't want to cover it and get it all yeah. wrong management is a whole different deal we like to focus on the players and yep. uh, analysis on the games themselves uh which is in turn uh what's all about for you guys to focus on so let's get into it Yes, so this was yeah, on October 18th, Seekeek Stadium, 4,488 fans, so almost 5,000. That's a good amount for the Red Stars. Average. It's been a good average lately. And after the lineups, for Kansas City, in goal, 
former Portland forwards, goalkeeper Adriana France. And next we have for defense, Hallie Mace, Rachel Lewis, Corsi, Elizabeth Ball, uh, Madeline Nolf. Then for midfield, Katie Bowen, Desiree Scott, Kristen Edmonds, uh, Luel Labonta, Christian Hamilton for forwards, and Darian Jenkins. All right. Yes, like I said, we're back home. I know it was not only a good attendance, this was fan appreciation night. That's right. For them. Uh, we didn't get to attend. But or did we? Yeah. No, we, we didn't. We, we had a chance, <laughs> but we didn't get to um it would have been nice too but we have a good feeling that we're gonna go far further than this and just because the regular season is done doesn't mean we're not gonna get any more games so we have confidence in going to the playoffs and this is another jump to there so let's get our starting 11 for our red stars first at goal cassie miller she returns um, and she's become like basically like the all-time uh, goalkeeper as of uh, since the Olympic break. Yeah. Back. Which stinks because Listener is better, but yeah, but Listener has had her um, pitfalls and different things. You don't want yeah. to come back tired and um, kind of ruin it. So um, she's letting you know uh, shine, and I'm sure that it's a mixture of of a, a Listener and like, Coach Rory. Mm. <laughs> you know with that defenders we have the returns of Aaron Wright Tierna Davidson Sarah Gordon and Casey Short Kruger our midfielders Katie Johnson Morgan Bryan and Sarah Waldmo. And this time we had a slight change. Uh, one out of the three, our forwards, Mackenzie Doniak, Mallory Pugh, and Kalia Ohai Watt. And I believe this was the game that Aaron Wright reached her 1,000th minute, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or 100,000th, it must be. Can't be a thousand. That will only be a few games. But like hundred thousand <laughs> minute is a member of the NWSL, so that's cool. Right. Yeah. So um as far as the sheet goes, we have very much a lopsided um in possession. For example, with Kansas City, they dominated possession. That's usually not the best, um, you know, indication of you know when they're losing. It's as not because we we've seen plenty where it's like seventy to thirty, and the team of thirty percent won. So it, do, it yeah. doesn't have that much to do with. Yeah, what matters is like you know the way that touches and um, different things, and really about your, your the team itself. So yeah, fifty six point eight. Kansas City had versus our 43.2 passing accuracy was kind of closer 76.1 versus our 66 
Um, overall passes, 497 made three versus 379. And surprisingly, there was only one yellow card, which we'll get to later, and that was by Kansas City. Um, we'll just say it right now, 88th minute. See, that goes to show you it's a clean matchup. Elizabeth Ball. It's probably an anger foul. <laughs> Most likely. Otherwise, we would have seen a red card. Because <laughs> we know it gets intense later on. Um, so, but no no red cards of any kind. And surprisingly, I guess Kansas City is that good. They've... Um, I don't uh, think they are good. I'm pretty sure they're yeah. worse than the NWSL, but... Though, like, they're that good and not allowing so many shots but right. they, they did get more shots in but I'm surprised there went more with 12 and then we had 10 too shy and then shots on goal 2 and then we had 3 so over them and they blocked more shots uh, with 5 um, to 1 um, and actually this is a little surprising uh, we usually out with everyone and get a lot of chances for corners, yeah, but this time we're even at seven and just seven <laughs> each. So, all right, into the matchup itself. Yeah. One of the reasons that the Red Stars have gotten help in the scoring department has sadly for the other squad been due to the Red Stars being very adept at getting own goals we've even been to some games where that happened we've seen it on tv where the red stars got own goals and own goals i mean like they forced one not they had their own right. and and let's see so the first goal of the match took place in the 37th minute no that can't be it uh i haven't yeah yes was it the first it says 1-1 now it must have been the own goal. We'll take a quick look at that. Yes, because there was an own goal by Kristen Edmonds of Kansas City. And that took place in the 34th minute when an own goal by Kristen Edmonds. Yeah, that's too bad. Took a red star to 1-0 lead. Yeah. That is by us makes it look like it's hers, but we know that Edmonds is on there. Yeah, unless um, she was traded that game. No. It's <laughs> fun part about it. I like that. It's almost like Premier League style, the, the, the chart. And then the first real goal, second overall, was by Haley Mace, assisted by Kate Bowen for Kansas City, which gave them their first. So it was tied at this point. I'm sure that was dramatic. Oh, I bet. <laughs> For them, um, they needed that. It's kind of a redemption, you would say. Like, they gave it own goal, and they're like, oh. But they managed to get a goal back right away. Yeah, it is disheartening. I kind of know that feeling. <laughs> and in the 50th, the final the best. goal, the game-winning goal, Assisted by Cleo Ohaiwat, Mackenzie Doniak scored. Yes. And proud of her because normally you don't think of her as scoring goals or doing like offensive explosiveness, but she had the game winner in the She's she like subtle. Um, 
and yeah the the Hawaiian um, assisting to the all-american <laughs> girl um, that's that's really cool um, you know deep origins with um, Kalia as I have mentioned before uh, but she is looked at now as technically the face of, of the Red Stars, right? Um, now that uh, Julie Ertz is not in the picture, I know we haven't mentioned her name as much, um, but it has something no. to do with it. It's almost like phased out in a way. I don't think we really need her, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think we really have At this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 kind of disheartening. I'd like too. her to come back. But yeah, it'd be nice too. But we haven't got much of her this year. Yeah. Um, can we say we're affected by it? Uh, probably we we do need, you know, maybe a little extra bit higher, help higher in the yeah. standings. We we do need extra help at times in the midfield, you know, and we're usually running into problems when, you know, Danny Koprika is not in there. She's probably the best we got after, yeah. after Julie. Um, sadly, we, um, she was a substitute this time, but did not uh, play sadly. Did not play early and then start so. And it's a mixed bag. Bianca did not play again, which is getting tiring. Come yes, on, Roy Deems. Why is she not coming in? And had a chance to talk with her uh, briefly, um, ask a question, um, just kind of give our mm-hmm. feedback. And she bag. wasn't even on the subs list either this time. Yeah. That's and weird. basically we told, um, I myself uh, said that um, we want to see you put, uh, out there. And she agreed. Um, it was our first interaction with her, like yep. true interaction, and she, uh, she, she signed, uh, something for you, did she? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She she signed for both of us, uh, and I, I was able to slip in that um some feedback, and she like she agrees, and um I'm I'm just I'm just waiting um to I I I wish that they they would let me too so she's been in the cage ready to, to, to go come out and um, break that cage up and then come out uh, to to play finally so yeah it's 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 a mystery I don't know what's the deal with that um, I think yeah. of like if you think of last year she had her chance and it might not be every matchup but she was able to to come in here and there um, you know because they wanted to showcase the the newer players mm. it looks like they're kind of more stuck this season they found like a formula <laughs> but that that that's enough t- for us to get a victory yep. and we have a semi excellent record as of late <laughs> yes yeah, so total our record of the season 10 8 and 5 8 2 2 at home in Kansas City 3 13 6 record Oh nine three on the road, so they're still winless on the road. Yeah, that is why they're last. <laughs> if you can't win on the road, you're not going to win many games. That's very true, and that's important right there. It's not simply um, a selfish thing, like oh, you know, a ways just no. a, any stat like that that actually matters because it shows that you are able to be to compete. Yeah, right. So, so that concludes our Red Stars talk. There are upcoming matches. They have two left on the year. They've been taking on different teams. So hopefully they can beat Orlando 
Pride. Yep, you got the Pride. And we'll see what happens from there. That actually might be their final. They might only have one more game. I'm not 100% sure. I think that they only have one it. left. Mm-hmm. Against the Pride. If you come forward, then. October 29th. If there's anything else. Six. It's going to be a Twitch game. Yeah. Yeah, they have one left. So, Are good job. Sure? Keep going. <laughs> Just in case. That's it. That's all. So, now one left. You on Halloween. Against Pride. Yeah. How appropriate. The uh, New Jersey, New York, Gotham, they have a Halloween game. So for <laughs> stats and points, the Red Stars so far surpassed the Houston Dash are in and the fourth. North Carolina Courage. For 35 points, just one behind the Washington Spirit and only three or four behind Old Rain and too far behind Portland. So that's too much. They could pass the spirit, so maybe we can get the third seed. That would be possible. Well, here's a we can do a, a projection here with the spirit. Let's say because we're one away from tying and or beating them yeah. too. Uh, so let's see the spirit. Who's the spirit going up against? Dash. All right. So well, in random order, uh, against the dash, could they win? Possibly. I say maybe. They're a good team though. They have Rachel back. Uh, and then any that's it. Anyone else? That's it for them. That's all. So in theory, they could lose to the dash, even though you know this. The standings don't show, but um, we would hope to if we want to reach that. Yeah, want the dash to, a, to win that. To 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 the better seed, um, bring us up as we said. Uh, CJ said in the beginning, they'll bring us up to third. Um, we can possibly even be second, right? Uh, stranger things have happened, um, and at the same time, you know the dash naturally. Not that we're not rooting for them, but like indirectly wanting the dash so we could take this spot. Well, um, the I dash want the to dash win, to go to the playoffs. So pretty much they have to win against Washington for me to feel comfortable. And then Portland has to beat North Carolina. Which is, that's going to be another. So they, they better take care of them. Yeah, a lot of lot of games on, on Twitch yeah. coming up, so keep your eyes on that. And there's one on CBS Sports Network. Yeah, the old college. The last game of the year. <laughs> yeah, Louisville. And Gotham. Gotham. Um, it's the uh, farewell tour for legend, uh, the GOATs, Carly Lloyd. So don't miss out on that, whether you're watching on TV or... Um, if you live in the New York, New Jersey yep. area, uh, I recommend going up there because you never know. This could be her last uh, game ever. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our Chicago Red Stars talk and upcoming for the final finale, Chicago Fire. FC. Or is it? No, she can't. Yeah. FC. <laughs>
Now we're going to start with the lineups. And I'm sorry, the fire at FC Cincinnati isn't like a sexy matchup. Not one you're like, this could have playoff implications. No, there, there is no playoff implications. Both teams are fighting for the bottom dwellers, last seed, last team in the league, in the conference. But in theory, one team had to win between these two. And luckily, it was a team we were ready for. Yep. So let's go with the lineups first. I'm taking the Fires time. Didi Benny, the bull, will take his beloved FC Cincinnati. <laughs> so first, <laughs> it go for the Fire. You're treating it as if it was a way. It <laughs> is. I well, that's true. It was a road game. Yeah. For so, the Fire, right, so. Gabriel Sonia. I am. 16-year-old. Our very young guy. 17-year-old. Taking over for Bobby Shulworth for a while. He's getting rested and healed up. So I hope he can come back soon. Clarify, rested, not a rested. <laughs> yeah, rested. Not arrested. Blunt, blunt it to you. Then from defense, <laughs> Espinosa, uh, Kepelhoff, Jaffin Bornstein, Miguel Navarro. Then for midfield, Navarro, Again. Mauricio Paneda, <laughs> Alvo Madran. And forwards, favorite Herbers, Robert Barrich and Ignacio Alaceda. Oh, yes. I say, we argue that we have some of the coolest names. Yeah, I know the actual names on the team. Yeah, they're fun to say. Um, and for Cincinnati, at goal, we have. <laughs> for Zemisla Titan. That's right. Yeah. I listened to the, the game, and they said it has to, has to yeah. be said it, so. Good. And then at our defenders, we have Zico Bailey, Jeff Cameron, Tyler Blaquette, Edgar Castillo, and Ronald Materita. Midfielders, Alan Cruz, Harris, Bedu Ahin. Did you look these names up before? I have an idea of some, but uh, I don't. you pretty well. I don't. Yeah. Luciano Acosta. And their attackers, forwards, Brandon Vasquez. And the player, simply known as Brenner. So it's written as Brenner. Right. But did you say Brenner. That? Brenner. <laughs> This was a good job for the fire, maybe to pick up a win because they win basically never. But hopefully they could. It's either a draw up. or a loss. <laughs> yep, those are usually the outcomes. But, but this reality. game was probably the most electric of the year for the fire. Probably the most goals they've ever scored in a game this season. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but it's got to be like way up there. And it started off with a bane. Explosive start. Catastrophe. When Robert, biggest scorer on the team, Barrich, was able to take advantage of a great opportunity to score on FC Cincinnati's goalkeeper. Great job by Robert. Unbelievable start. I was able to watch all the goals in replay, and they looked 
Excellent. This was a great job by Robert to get on the board for the fire. Yeah. And we move on only three minutes later when yet again Robert had an opportunity. Capitalizing. And this one was off a deflection. So one of the fire's players tried for a goal on the goalkeeper, but it was blocked. But Robert was like, oh, thank you. And he scored it in easily. This was a very easy goal to make it two to nil. Fire, which was a great start. Usually they come behind. They start off bad, but this time they started off hot. Two nil after about a quarter of the match. Now the goals are happening by DG Benny's FC Cincinnati, so he'll take care of those. Yes, for the for this week. <laughs> so the first one for us would be the for Cincinnati by Acosta, twenty eighth minute. Let's consider that to be dramatic. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Oh, what happened there? <laughs> It was very dry. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so they basically are catching up on that. But uh, eight, mi- eight minutes later, we had a- another dramatic. They're coming back. And that was via Vasquez, 36-minute mark. At that point, it was tied 2-2. Unbelievable. So now we move to the big... This is where it got really amazing. This is where if you fell asleep, you wanted to wake up immediately yep, for this. Yeah, I would have to say sorry that you did. <laughs> yes. So, Should 71st be. minute. This was one of the best goals of the year, in my opinion. About time in the MLS. Oh, I'd say so. And so, one of my favorites on the team, Madran, he got the set-piece opportunity. And a set piece, as you do, if you don't know how it works, that's later. If you don't know how it works, it's, like it's highlighted. <laughs> that is where the, the goalkeeper is in the goal. Then you have everyone basically it's a set piece, so they're standing. They can't move really. Oh, yeah, they're trying to build. They're trying to build like a build a box. Yeah, like a boundary or yeah. like a wall mm-hmm. in a way. And Madran smartly. Didn't want to be conservative, so he wasn't a Scott Park the Bus Parker type of player. <laughs> He's like, I need to be a direct. I need to get on the board for Frank, my coach, and he did. Unbelievable goal that swerved. There's an awesome swerve past the goalkeeper, and he had no idea it was coming. He was like, help, and then it easily <laughs> went in to make it three to two fire with 20 minutes left to go, and one of the best goals for the fire this year, in my opinion. Our number 10 and doing what he does Great job. best. And Tao Terrence mentioned that Madran recently has been like smoking. So great to see him. I mean, the yeah. year's over, but at least yeah. he's some, he's some promise. Yeah. He's not all smoke and mirrors. He <laughs> shows that he's able to take that smoke and mirror the success yeah. for us and show the other team. So, We're not showing off, but we that right. was came out of left field. So, oh yeah, I didn't props to him. him. <laughs> so now we move on to the ninetieth. This is where DJ Benny 
was blown away by FC Cincinnati's opportunity here. Yep, we're known to do this too at, at the 91st in stoppage time. A goal via Black Cat, our defender for Cincy, which made it. Tied up once again. Three, of three. Let's go. Uh, left-footed. Center. To the corner. So very sneaky. Uh, and that is uh, assisted by Jeff Cameron. And this was via a corner. And um, very dramatic. And if you were a fan watching this in real time, your heart was like probably racing at 100. Because... One minute it was three to two fire with like seconds left, but then talk about explosiveness. It was tied at three three, but then one more goal. Yeah, before that, coming a minute later, right. we had someone that Calvin Harris. Yeah, the, the yeah. senior. Yeah, he's, he's here now. <laughs> no, the DJ. Yeah, you won't hear him. No, the DJ. <laughs> it was a something. Um, He's like, can really I play for FC Cincinnati? They're like, sure. Sure, you have the good look. We're not very good. Sure. <laughs> the, um, so two, two minutes later. We got to 90th minute plus three in stoppage time. This was one of the best goals of the year, too. Not as good as Madras because um, that was just so unbelievable. But this one was great, too. Yeah, because we had a header that was being deflected back to Luka Saranovic. And Storanovic planted his feet, got all set, and had a brilliant right foot shot from deep. And the goalkeeper for FC Cincinnati could not do anything. And the announcers mentioned, which I agreed, that his goal uh, kick was unstoppable. And I said, that is true. There was no way that uh, Tippins could be able to get it. And he basically could do anything. And a fire. Dangerous. Pick of baseball or hockey, basketball. This was a buzzer beater walk off by Lucas Ranovich. Drop to that mic. Cap, a fantastic showing by the team. Very proud of them for this win. As they say, that's Cap. Yep. And a cap to Stojanovic for an amazing goal. Very eye opening, I'm sure, for the rest of the MLS to look at. And to cap off the regular season for us. But we're not done yet because... There's a few left. There's a few um, left. For, a, for stats, for Robert Barrett with his two goals now has seven on the year. And he was tied with Luca, but with Luca left the game winner now has eight. So he leads the fire in goals. Now for standings, if you're like, I don't care, the fire is so bad. We'll tell you anyway. The fire <laughs> are now in 12th place with 31 points. They are eliminated, of course, sadly. Yeah. Toronto and Cincy as well. Or worse. Yep. Well, we come up with a something new from it. But yeah, we'll get to that soon. <laughs> and now Fresh. for schedule. The Fire have only a few games left. And <laughs> First, they take on the game we're going to, actually, in person, Soldier Field, on Saturday October 23rd, they're taking on Soldier Prime Field time. at 7 p.m. We all Salt Lake. Yeah. We're going to be on TV, so look out for us. But first, 
If you have ESPN Plus, which we assume that most will, that's the number one way outside of Chicago. WGTV. Yeah, MLS Live on ESPN Plus. Uh, and then their local, I guess, Salt Lake's affiliate, yeah, KMYU. But once again, got to reiterate, WGN Channel 9 here in Chicago. Check us out. We will be on TV, hopefully. Our... Yeah, first row. Oh, no, it's good. No. no. But We're somehow, close yeah, you know how to pan all around, even to upper level. So that's exciting. Uh, hopefully the fire can win. Yeah, we see more. Uh, you know, who knows? Hat trick. Salt Lake's not that good. Dramatic goals. We'll see more of that. But more importantly, I believe, uh, win or lose, we uh, it's a big moment for for, for us. Yeah. Um, Final as, game of the year. Yeah. Uh, for and, home. And probably bigger than that is the new logo. Right. It's been revealed for a while now. Mm-hmm. And now they finally instituted it. Um, and this will be not only fan appreciation night, but at the same time, there's going to be giveaways. So to really tip their cap off, hats off to us, they're literally going to give their cap to us because they're going to be a giveaway, yeah. um, with a new brand new, really vibrant logo that everyone's been waiting for, asked for, uh, and a flag, which might or might not have. The logo. It so, will, I believe. Yeah, new look, new feel. We'll will be will be um, indulged, experiencing all that on Saturday. So very excited for that. Anything else you'd like to add for Saturday? No, just stay tuned for a good match between two teams that don't play each other all the time, Chicago and Salt Lake. So stay tuned for that. And after that, the Fire do have two remaining games against New York City. On the road to Yankee Stadium on Wednesday, October 27th. And to end the season, the final game of the year, the Chicago Fire will be taking on November 7th. We're taking on um, Columbus. Columbus Crew at Lower.com Field. That's the name they went with. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. (laughs) So thank you for listening to our Fire Talk over an amazing win by the Fire. Stay tuned for more coverage blog sports show in the upcoming days and weeks. Goodbye.